You're very welcome to This Adult Life, the podcast where we discuss all things to do with adult life with myself, Mark Fennell. And of course, we, as always, will discuss everything from the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly. But today we're talking, it's kind of a part two to the last episode, the last episode being the power of forgiveness. Well, today we're talking about the steps and tips that you can do. But not only that, I put it out on my social media and I asked people to share with me tips and strategies they used to learn to forgive, how they brought about forgiveness in what would have been an otherwise hostile or toxic event that could have hurt them for the rest of their lives. But I asked people, I said, if you've got tips on how to forgive, share them with me. And I'm going to be sharing a lot of those tips as well as my own in today's episode right here on This Adult Life, the podcast. In the last episode, we discussed the power of forgiveness. And today I wanna share with you tips and strategies around how you can actually start to work toward forgiveness. But as I mentioned, make sure you listen to the last episode before you listen to this one, and the whole thing will make a whole lot more sense for you. Although they're two independent episodes, I would always say, listen to the last one and then listen to this one. But in saying that, forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. A lot of us feel that's the case. If we forgive, that means we must become friends again with those people. It doesn't necessarily mean that because some people are just evil. Some people are just haters or bullies. And it may not make sense or even be wise to reconcile and become the best of buddies with them again. That may not be wisdom whatsoever. So reconciliation is separate to forgiveness. I think that's one thing I always want to say to people and distinguish is that they're two different things. But forgiveness, we'll put it like this, forgiveness has been shown to elevate mood, enhance optimism, guard against anger, deal with stress or anxiety, and even depression. So there's a lot of power in forgiveness. So make sure that you, I suppose, at least grasp that and say, although you may not be at a place to forgive, at least acknowledge that, you know what, it is a direction to start working in. And hopefully today's episode will help you start that journey and working towards forgiveness. So let's get straight into some of the tips of the day. Now, this is one of the tips I will also do with a client. And I would say to you, get professional help. This is not therapy. This is not counseling. This is just words from experience and as me is from a life coaching capacity. But you always need to get professional help if you're struggling to understand or even start on your journey. Because sometimes when you open up the door to forgiving someone, depending on the gravity of the situation, you may need guidance and help because it could act as a trigger for you. So I always suggest that to you. If it's feels too big to talk about with yourself, well, maybe you need to talk about it with someone else, hence a professional. But here's one of the things I'll always say is sometimes unforgiveness turns to resentment and this can linger for many years. We may have moved on, we may have even forgotten about what they've done, but the resentment can sometimes come back up and that pain can come back to the forefront just by a simple trigger or seeing that person or a simple memory. One of the first steps is this, is acknowledge how they made you feel. Acknowledge it. You know, acknowledging yourself and say, you know what, I'm upset because it made me feel like this. Acknowledge it. That's one of the first parts to getting over any hurt or pain, but acknowledge it. So acknowledge how they made you feel. I will also mention this, that sometimes the forgiveness is not towards someone else, but maybe it's towards you, yourself. Maybe you're holding unforgiveness towards you. Maybe there's guilt there. You know what, starting to work towards forgiving yourself is sometimes the biggest forgiveness battle that we face, you know, because something didn't work out or maybe someone got hurt as because of our actions or our decisions or maybe we took advantage or manipulated or did something, you know, mischievous like that or something that was wrong or even evil. Well, sometimes you got to start to forgive yourself. 
And if you are sorry and it's affected someone else, well, send them that apology. You never know what freedom or release they may get by knowing that you are sorry and you acknowledge what you did was wrong. But a big part of forgiveness is us forgiving ourselves. So often I've worked with clients and they are angry at themselves for allowing what happened to happen. They're angry that it got so bad. They're angry that it went on for so long. They're angry that they didn't say what they wanted to say or react how they wanted to react. They're angry at themselves. And I do have to sometimes say, you know what? You have to just forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You did the best at the time with the knowledge you had at that time. And would things be different if that situation happened again? Yes, probably. But we can't rewrite the past. So start by forgiving yourself if that's what's necessary. And if you hurt someone else, why not send them a sorry? Now, they may not accept that apology. They may not accept that sorry. They may even, you know, explode back in your face or if it's a letter or a text or message or email, whatever. But either way, do the right thing. And that is send that apology if you feel you owe that apology to somebody else. Send it anyway. But I also say, start by forgiving yourself if that's what's needed too. And regardless of how it's reacted to your apology, the important thing is that you send it if it's due. Sometimes I've seen people really struggle with trying to forgive themselves because they have what we call a limiting belief or a negative narrative where they tell themselves, I always get it wrong. I make mistakes all the time. Sure, they'll never forgive me. I'm no good. I'm an awful person. I'm an evil person. And I won't go through all of that in this episode, but I will say this to you. Sometimes that can be a deep-rooted hatred towards yourself. Even if it's not a hatred, it's a strong dislike or thinking less than of yourself than you ought. Start by forgiving yourself. It's a whole other episode, I know, but I just wanted to put it in there. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves even before we say sorry to that person we may have hurt. But here I want to get back to if you are on the receiving end and you want to forgive someone else. I want to get back to those uh, tips because when it comes to forgiveness, there's so many benefits, you know, and it's easier said than done. Absolutely, I know. I shared in the last episode how I was hurt. But you know what? It wasn't the only time I've been hurt in my life by someone, someone near to me or dear to me, someone close to me. Because sometimes it's the people closest to us that hurt us the most. And you've probably seen that in your life. You know, a stranger on the street calls you a name, it's one thing. But someone close to you, not that, not that they even call you a name, just by what they do can hurt you because of who they are to you. You say, I'd never do that to you. Why would you do it to me? And it can really cut us deep. But the benefits of forgiveness can really affect how we deal with past trauma or depressive thoughts or even dealing with our anxiety or even dealing with how we move forward in life by dealing with what's in the past and learning to forgive. Because remember, the power in forgiveness, well, there's freedom in forgiveness. One of the other things I always say to people is, look, don't beat yourself up. Don't hate yourself for what happened. It's not your fault. Sometimes we blame ourselves for what happened and we say, Well, if I didn't do this and I didn't say that, but don't beat yourself up. And another thing I always stress, right? Maybe it was a little bit your fault or maybe perhaps it was nothing to do with you. Maybe it was not your fault whatsoever. You know, when we hear what happens sometimes children or teenagers, it's not their fault whatsoever. If someone left you for someone else in your relationship, it's not your fault. It's their decision. It's not your fault. And sometimes we, we, we'll over-examine, and I talked about this in the last episode, but we'll examine ourselves and say, if I did this, if I did that, if I didn't look like this, if I looked a bit better, if I had I gone out more, if I had it been more fun, and we over and over and over think about it, and we run ourselves into the ground. And you know what that does? It kills your confidence. It robs your self-esteem. 
so many people I work with and they come to me and they say, oh, my confidence, my self-belief, I have such low self-esteem. And the reason they have all of that is because maybe they went through a breakup and that person who broke up with them kind of blamed them for the cause of the breakup. And it makes them over-examine themselves. And when you start to look at something long enough, you'll always find fault. But it doesn't mean it was your fault. And it doesn't mean any fault that we have, because no one's perfect. It doesn't mean those faults were the reason they broke up in the first place. You see, as I say all the time, people who have affairs or stab you in the back or talk behind you, generally, they're out for themselves. Generally, their selfish streak that you maybe knew, never knew was there. It's that selfish streak coming to the surface. But one of the other things as well is in dealing with or pursuing and walking on that path of forgiveness and learning to forgive is sometimes you got to encourage yourself because we can be, shall I say, we can feel like we've gone through the wars sometimes with certain things we go through and the pains we feel. And sometimes you need to start to encourage yourself, you know, by what you watch, by what you listen to, by what you say, and also what you say to yourself about yourself. Because sometimes we need to encourage ourselves because we see ourselves as a victim and we have that victim mentality and we feel that I've been treated and mistreated and complete disregard for you and we can feel less than everyone else because of what we went through. But I want to say, start encouraging yourself. Now, how does that play into forgiveness? Because you've got to encourage yourself because when you see that, you know what, they don't have to affect the rest of your life. Build yourself up and then realizing that when I forgive them, I'm free of them. I take away their power when I forgive them. When you do that, the liberation that comes, that freedom that comes, it's, it's uncanny. I've seen it so many times in clients when they, over time, eventually got to a place where they could forgive someone that they never thought they'd forgive. And they come back and they go, I feel so light. I feel so free. I just feel that they are a part of my history, but they're certainly not a part, a part of my present or my future. And that's a good place to, to be. But also, you know, get busy living again. Get busy doing the things that you used to love to do and not spending as much time maybe as you have been thinking about what they've done to you. But start to get that new routine and new schedule in play. This will help you get over that pain and over that hurt. But it also, when you get over the hurt and the pain initially and you start to kind of dilute it, it is a stepping stone in the right direction to learning to forgive. And remember, like I said in the last episode, forgiveness doesn't mean they're off the hook. Forgiving doesn't, doesn't mean what they did is all made right now. It doesn't mean that you're going to say, okay, you're fine with me. I know you broke my heart, but it's all okay. It's not that. Forgiveness just says, I'm going to leave what happened in the past in the past, and I'm not carrying it forward with me. And when I think about you, I'm not going to have hard, bitter feelings towards you because I'm going to say, that's just you, but it's not me. I want to get to some of the... Uh, messages that you guys sent me and I wanted to kind of go through a few of them because I mean what I love about these messages is the reality is well they're lived tried tested their experience from you guys they're things that you've been through and I think it's so important to you know have the feedback from not just my perspective but from from your perspective too so I always appreciate by the way when you dm me or whatever or if I leave up a question box on Instagram and you get in touch I always appreciate it and by the way it always goes to good use um I know a lot of people ask questions random questions or whatever it might be but when I ask a question I generally will take it, save it, and it'll end up being used for some good. So that's, just so you know, that's my kind of how I deal with when I get comments and DMs in. It always goes to good use. Here's one I got in, and I thought this was a good one. It says, I learned to forgive by focusing on what the future would look like, even with the person in my life, knowing that if I want this great future for myself, I have to learn to forgive them and accept that they're still in my life. 
I thought that was quite powerful. Another one I got in here, it says, accept that people make mistakes and generally don't set out to hurt you. Sometimes they hurt you, but it's not because of you. I thought that was a great one. It takes more energy to stay angry and resentful and bitter at that person than it does to focus on your well-being and being happy in life. I thought that was some good advice. I got one here as well. It said, I learned to forgive by asking myself, what can I learn from this so it doesn't happen again in the future and use it as a learning curve? Someone else said this. They said, because life is so short, the right people in your life will always stick with you through thick and thin. And I learned to forgive those that didn't stick to me because I said they weren't for me. Mm, that's good. I learned to forgive when I understood the quote, hurt people, hurt people. I thought that was a brilliant one because that's one thing I always know. Hurt people, hurt people. So here's what someone said to me, how they learned to forgive. They said, if that person was gone in the morning and I was still holding a grudge and now they were dead, how would I feel? And they realized that that feeling is not worth having. It's worth forgiving. You see, this is the thing too. Sometimes we can hold a grudge and then that person might not be around anymore. And then we say, well, was it worth me being bitter all of the years that I was toward them now that they're gone? And sometimes we might think, you know what? It wasn't worth that. Because unforgiveness, it weighs heavier the longer you carry it. And what we sometimes don't realize is that when we forgive someone, it's for our benefit. Some of the other messages I got in, it says, well, to remember that holding on to hurt and anger is only hurting me at the end of the day. I thought that was a great one. I think about the betrayal. I think about what they've done to me. And I realize that that was their decisions and their problems. Nothing to do with me. And forgiveness was part of me moving on and leaving it in the past. A powerful message. Lots of powerful messages. I have a few more I want to get through. I thought some of these are really, really helpful. I allowed myself to realize that what happened to me was not my decision, my choice, or my responsibility. The only responsibility I have was what I do with the rest of my life and the decisions I make today. I thought that was great. Another message I got in, it said, holding on to the anger was only hurting me more in the long run, so I chose to forgive. And that's true, isn't it? Because when we hold on to that forgiveness or that anger, that anger grows, that resentment increases, that bitterness only gets deeper. And the longer we carry it, the heavier it wanes. And before long, we don't even realize we're carrying it so much. Someone said into me, they said, I had to forgive my mom for 90 days. I wished her well and wished for her everything I always wanted. And that's how I learned to forgive. Because she had to, so this person who emailed me, they said, you know what, I had to forgive her 90 days, just every day, wishing her well, wishing her well. And sometimes that's what it takes. Someone sent me in a quote from Oprah. They said, forgiveness is letting go of hope that the past could have been different. And sometimes we do that. We sometimes have this feeling that the past should have been different. But when we forgive, it's letting go that we know and acknowledge that the past cannot be changed. And it is what it is, although I hate that statement, but it is what it is and we cannot change it. And when we forgive, we let it go. We leave it in the past and we don't carry it forward. And one last message I got in, I thought this was quite one to share with you guys. And here's what she said. She said, I learned to forgive him after all of the years we spent together, all the good times we had, and not knowing that for many of those years he was having an affair behind my back. I learned to forgive him because I realized that that was him and not me. He took out those decisions and made those actions and went with that girl. It was nothing to do with me. Although he says and tries to blame it was something I did or it was because we weren't getting on anymore when the reality was he started to drift because he went out socializing without me and he started to live a life separate to me. And although in his head he may justify 
what he did and why he did it. The reality is I did all I was meant to do as a wife. I had integrity. I never had an affair. I always treated them with love and respect. I wasn't perfect, but anything I did certainly did not justify his actions. And that's how I learned to forgive. I realized that I did my best in that relationship. No matter what he did, why he did it or how he did it, I did what I was meant to do as a wife. And although that relationship is now gone, I hope to meet someone one day who values marriage the same way I do. Now, when I got that message that it was an email, there's so many people in that situation, so many people going through that pain and that hurt and realizing how will I ever trust again? What will I do? How will I get over it? But you know, sometimes that's what you do. You have to start to just put the past in the past, close the chapter and start a new one. Easier said than done, I know. But as long as we relive that past, that relive that chapter or relive what they did to us, it'll only bring us to the same conclusion, the same result, sadness, or maybe anger or despair or resentment. Because one thing I find is this, is that we sometimes, when we get hurt by a partner or a friend, we start to think everyone's like that. But here's the thing, and this is a tip I want to share with you. Start realizing that not everybody is like that. Not everybody has the same outlook. Not everyone will do what they did to you. Not everyone uh, can be trusted, but there are people who can be trusted and trust is built over time. So start having a new grace for people, uh, giving them a chance because we don't want to be, as, like I mentioned in the last episode, we don't want to be that armadillo. And one of the most important tips I'll say is this, don't seek vengeance. You see, even though you may have a golden opportunity to get them back, or you may be presented with a situation where you say, I could really hurt them now, they're them or their business or their career. You know what? Don't fall to that level. Because that vengeance is coming from a hate or an anger or a bitterness or a resentment. It's coming from a place that's not good. And when we act out of those emotions, those emotions get reinforced. And those emotions become more our automatic. They become more our default the more we do it. That's why bitter people, they say, oh, they're just bitter with the world. Because they've acted out of that bitterness so many times, it now becomes their nature. Don't become like those people who may have hurt you. Because I want to share this. You know, you will heal in time, but holding on to your integrity, holding on to your heart and your, shall I say, the the right outlook uh, towards yourself and towards others, holding on to what is right rather than what is wrong, staying true to you. I know you're going to have those thoughts of, I want to kill them, or I want to do this, I want to hurt them, I want to, you know, I know you're going to have thoughts like that, but the answer is don't act on it, because when you act on it, You're acting from the wrong place, the wrong space, and it may even cause you more pain and trouble. It may cause you more hassle. It may cause you even guilt down the road. Don't become like those that hurt you. Let them be them and you be you. Stay in your lane. Use all that energy, that negative energy. I always say this, and I want to share this with you, because, you know, what makes emotions negative? What is it? You might think, well, well, there's emotions that I like and there's emotions I don't like, but what makes an emotion negative? You see, it's not necessarily the emotion, but it's what we do with it. Anger can be justified. If you see a crime and you're angry because a person assaulted another person, that's righteous anger. You're, that's a natural reaction to be angry. But when does it become a negative emotion? What makes an emotion a negative emotion is when you act out of that emotion and do something wrong. Like hurting someone because they hurt someone else. You're not allowed to hurt people. And we may think it's justified. No, it's not. It's still a crime, it's illegal, if whatever a case may be, maybe it's not illegal, maybe it's just immoral. But the point is, you shouldn't act out of that emotion in a negative way. 
You see, you can use anger as a positive emotion. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But when we see emotions, we go, well, what makes them negative? It's our mindset and our actions that follow that emotion. You know, we think a thought, emotions follow it. Then the emotions kind of feed back into how we're thinking because we're now feeling in a certain state. And then we make decisions and, and we take action. And we've got to make sure that we don't act in a negative way because then we're using this emotion in a negative sense. And if you get anger and you channel that and you go and try and hurt someone back, that anger is going to make you possibly do something you may regret or even be illegal or even be arrested for. Or it might just make you feel awful in, in time and you feel guilty. And then if you, if you don't feel guilty and you act out of that anger and you keep acting out of that anger, you may not even realize it's a negative emotion anymore. And then people will avoid you because they'll say, oh, he's just angry with the world all the time. He just wants to, you know, cause pain on people or hurt people or get them back. He's always about getting people back because you've acted out of it so much, it's become your nature. You see, emotions change. You know, it's kind of like if you're feeling low or down one day, it doesn't give you the right to go out and abuse someone on the street, although it could easier, it could happen more easily because you're feeling in a low state, but don't do it because that would be acting out from a wrong place. You see, we're not always going to feel on top form. We're going to have emotions, emotions like how dare they treat me or hurt me like they've done. We're going to have those emotions, but the key is any actions you take from them, make sure they're ones that you can hold your head up high and say, you know, I acted, but what I did was okay my reaction was okay. Because here's what I mean by that. And here's what I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about how we can use unforgiveness or even resentment in a positive light. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But if you ever see a rugby team going into, you know, they're talking before the game, they get psyched up, they get in the zone, or even, you know, a boxing match or whatever, you see the person, they're like, yeah, I'm getting in the zone. You know, they, they, they drum up this kind of anger, this kind of, you know, uh, shall I say, this emotion, this high intensity emotion. It might be anger. It might be, I'm going to win. It might be a competitive one. It can be all of these emotions, but they use what some would say negative emotions in a positive way because they give them energy. They even release adrenaline. And it gets them in the zone for the, either the rugby match or the boxing match and whatever. And a true professional doesn't let emotion take over, but they use emotion to channel them and to get them in the zone, so to speak. So that's why emotions can be used, negative ones even too, for positive. Now, how can you use unforgiveness or resentment in a positive way? So supposing you've been hurt. And this is probably one of my biggest tips of this episode. You've been hurt and you have this anger or resentment. Well, here's what you do. Every time you think of that person or you get reminded... Every time the resentment or the anger comes up, here's what I want you to do. Channel that energy, you know, that emotion, that feeling you have, channel it into something good. So every time you think of that person who hurt you, you do something good for someone else. Or you do something, you send someone a nice message. Or you do something nice for a stranger on the street. The point is, every time you start to feel that emotion, use it in a positive way. Use what they did to you as a step up. as It's like a ladder. That anger you have, use it as a rung on the ladder that you're going to step on it and step up over it. You're going to climb up on top of it. You're not going to stay there because what you're going to do is you're going to realign that energy to something positive. So every time I think of that person who hurt me, I'm going to do something good, something positive. It's a great tip, along with the other tips that I've shared in, in using what is seen as a negative emotion for a positive result. 
And what it does is it breaks the association because before now, you see, without you manually changing your reaction, you probably had this emotion, it followed, you know, with the same thoughts and then you wanted to go and do something, you know, to get them back or, or whatever actions would follow. Sometimes we may feel a certain emotion or think a certain thought and we react in the same way all the time. Well, what I sometimes say is, well, change how you're reacting. You can't just change the emotion straight away or even your thinking, but change what you do with that emotion. Go for the run if, it, if they're making you angry every time. Every time you think of them and you get angry, go for a run. You know, change the association. Or should I say, as we say in psychology, break the pattern. Break the pattern. You can't always control emotions or even a memory that might just come out of nowhere and trigger you. Change the pattern and how you react. Oh, there's that emotion. Acknowledge it. And it doesn't mean you agree with it, but accept it and then channel it into something good. Even if it was like that girl who emailed me, she said, you know, for 90 days, I had to wish my mum well. Even if it means every time I think bad or feel bad, I'm going to say the words, I wish them well, I wish them well, or I forgive them, I forgive them. Because when you start to do that, it leans you in the right direction for walking and getting to that place of forgiveness. But I want to say this to you and I want to leave this with you before I close. You know what? We sometimes need help. And if you are struggling to forgive or you've got that resentment, anger, pain, hurt or upset, well, you know what? I'd be more than happy to work with you. Reach out, get in touch, book in for a one-to-one and I can start working with you. These tips I've shared today and in the last episode and so forth, they're general, but sometimes we need specific to us or cater to our needs. So make sure you get in touch. Also, I want to let you know about this thing, which I'm really excited about. I have created a membership program and that is monthly where you can be coached in a group privately and we talk about your needs and your expectations and there's training and there's questions and answers and it's on a monthly basis. We invest so much in our physical health per month, you know, but when do we ever invest in our mental or wellness? And this is not if, it's not a membership for if you're feeling broken, it's whether you're successful or you need help or whatever you might be. But if you want to keep where you're at or if you want to do better than where you're at, this membership is for you. People signed up already to the membership are people who are, who are killing it in their business, but they want to keep it there and even do better. So this membership caters for a lot of people. If you're interested, here's what you do. You email me and you put tribe in the subject field. Tribe, T-R-I-B-E. So email me and put tribe in the subject field and I will send you on some more information all about it. It's a closed off group, but it's a great community because it's people like-minded supporting people on an ongoing basis. And it's a fantastic thing to be a part of. So email me and put tribe in the subject field. Guys, I wanna say thank you so much for listening in. And as I say, thank you for sharing this podcast, screenshotting it and sharing it and and tagging me because I love to reshare because you know what, it gets the word out there. This podcast is purely to help people. And even if it doesn't help you by sharing it you might just help someone else so thank you so much for tuning in you've been great i've been mark fennel and you're listening to this adult life the podcast